Amen. Amen. Well, good morning, Joy Christian Center. This is a day to celebrate. If you haven't already figured that out, if you haven't already uh, celebrated with us, today's a good day. We are uh, baptizing at least 15 people today, and uh, that's just an exciting thing. We've been talking about decisions, calling this series Decisions, Decisions, and uh, some of you had, I see the notches sitting over here. They had to make a decision this morning because normally they sit over there and they have been displaced by the folks that are being baptized, and so they had to decide where they were going to sit. Some of you had no decision to make because you were exactly where you were the last several Sundays, and so we know that, you know, Old habits die hard. But we're glad that you're here, and we're glad that you're here online as well, watching and, and enjoying the service with us. It is an honor to present the gospel to you. And as I mentioned, we've been talking about the decisions of life, and we've talked about different aspects and really trying to trying to paint the picture of what it actually is to be a follower of Christ. There's, there's a decision that we make to accept Jesus as our Savior. There's faith that we have. But then from there, there is a decision that you have to make to actually be a disciple or a follower of Jesus. And that's one of the things that we've talked about with decisions is that when you're standing at that intersection, we've been reading from Jeremiah chapter 6, and it says that he, he was standing at the crossroads, and, and, and he could look one way, he could look the other way, and, and, and he was asking the question, which way, which path, which direction? should I go? And he said that the wisdom was to follow the ancient ways and then begin to walk in it. And when you do that, it brings peace into your life. And one thing that we know about whenever we make a decision, momentum follows. We can stand in the place of indecision and nothing happens, nothing changes. But the moment that we make the decision and begin to step, begin to act, and that's really what a follower of Christ is, and that's what we're celebrating today. We're celebrating a decision as we follow Christ, and, and I want to read a couple of scriptures and for some of you, this might be brand new. Uh, for some of you, this is just, you know, you've heard this maybe a hundred times. I, 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 and, and, and yet we should never get tired of hearing the gospel and understanding some things. And it's interesting to me, the practice of baptism, let me just read the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 28. It says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. Everybody say baptizing them. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Last week we were talking a little bit about do we love Jesus? We say, yeah, I love Jesus. Jesus defined how we love him. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. The way that we know, we have equated love with a feeling. We've equated love with, with a warm fuzzy. Love is when we serve one another. Love is when we, when we prefer the other above ourself. And, and remember, Jesus said, seek first the what? Kingdom. Seek first what? Kingdom. Seek first what? Kingdom. I just thought I'd remind you of that, that we're supposed to put God first in our life. And when we put God first in our life, then everything else begins to flow from that. It's like buttoning your shirt. Illustration we've used, if you use it, if you, you know, we, we start buttoning and if we get that wrong and we end up at the bottom, we end up with an extra button or an extra hole, whichever direction it is. But, but when we get that first one right, and in life, in the Christian life, when you get that first one right that you put him first, everything else begins to flow from that and, and, it, just, and it just begins to fall in line. And that's, that's really what we were talking about in this decision-making process. But he says again, he said, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And, and it, I, I think that virtually every Christian church believes believes in and practices baptism. There might be something out there, but, but I think that all of them practice baptism, but that's where the agreement ends. <laughs> I mean, they practice baptism differently. 
And it's interesting to me because I, I call this church, we're a bit of a melting pot. We have people from all kinds of different backgrounds. And I can always tell when, when people have come from a, a, a different background, when they begin to question things like, not question in a wrong way, but the why. Why do you do communion the way you do communion? Why do you do baptism the way that you do baptism? Why don't you do the Lord's Prayer every, time, every Sunday? All of the different traditions and things that, that perhaps they're, they're used to in the, in the church that they grew up in. And baptism is no different. And, and for me, I grew up in a church that practices baptism along the same line as the way we do baptism. And, and to be totally honest with you, because I grew up in that church, I figured that Maybe the Baptists had it right as well, but other than that, everybody else was wrong as it related to baptism. And it's kind of funny because we can get defensive. We can get defensive about the traditions that we hold dear and, and, and near and dear to our hearts. We can get defensive. We can get ready to fight about it sometimes if we're not careful. And, and sometimes what we have done is we have elevated tradition above the word of God. We've elevated our, our, our upbringing and, and the, the warm fuzzies that we got from the, the tradition that we were comfortable with and we've, we, we've really missed the point of the gospel. And so I, I wanna share a couple of things and, and I'm gonna try to keep this brief this morning. But whenever Jesus was preached... This is what Jesus was saying in Matthew 28. He was giving the disciples and, and those who would come after the disciples, he was giving them final instructions. But wherever Jesus was preached, he was saying, there is a process. Jesus is preached, and then they believe, and then they should be baptized. And Jesus was saying that wherever you go, when you're preaching in my name, there's going to be groups of people, the koinonia, those that are called out. There will be groups of people that will begin to develop, that will begin to be a part. He said, my church, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And in that group, there's going to be some things that I want you to teach them and I want them to know about. But one of the first things I want them to do is I want them to be baptized. Now, I have an agenda this morning because... <laughs> I have an agenda, an agenda because I want you all to be baptized. Every single one of you. You know why? Because that's what Jesus said I'm supposed to do. 30 years ago, we started a church. We began to present Jesus almost 31 years ago. We began to present Jesus. People got saved and, and are still today getting saved. It's, we are fulfilling the great commission that Jesus sent us into the world to do. We believe the world starts right here at Joy Christian Center. The world starts right here in central Minnesota. This is the world we are to reach. Can I have an amen? amen. This, is, this is plan A for God, from God. And so following Jesus... Following Jesus. How many of you are followers of Jesus? All right. More than last week. That's awesome. I think that the message is getting through because we have a lot of sitters of Jesus. We have a lot of listeners of Jesus, but we need followers of Jesus. Those whose momentous momentum of the steps they take are causing something to happen in their life and the lives of people around them. But at the beginning of Jesus' public ministry is a fellow by the name of John the Baptist. John the Baptist, he was preaching a message of repentance. He was preaching primarily to the Jews. He would go down to the Jordan River and he would preach, you need to turn. You need to turn away from your sin. You need to turn away from all of those other things. And he was preaching about one who was going to come after him. He was really preaching about the Savior. He was talking about Jesus, that there's one who is coming after me, who, who is, is the Savior. He is the one who has come to take away the sins of the world. He said, I'm not that one, but there's one coming. 
And as he preached this message of, of repentance, and then he would invite people and say, if you want to follow this way, if you want to turn from your sins, step down into the waters of the Jordan River and I will baptize you. Now, the Jordan River was the intersection of public life. I mean, people went there to do laundry. They went there to, to, to get water. They went there to socialize. They went there to take a bath. They went there to, to cool off on a hot day. And here's John. He's out there preaching while they're doing, going about. And there were people who were listening, people who were getting baptized. But there were also people that were mocking him, laughing at him. What an idiot. What a fool. Then there was the religious leaders. They didn't know what to do because he was popular, but they didn't like what he was preaching. But primarily, he was talking to sinners. He said, I want you to repent of your sins. I want you to step down into these waters as a sign that you have turned from your sins. So here comes Jesus. And this is what's amazing in in, in the book of of Mark. And uh, in Mark chapter 1, verse 9, it says, It came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan River. John the Baptist, as he was calling people to repent from their... And this is what I find interesting. Jesus the sinless, spotless lamb of God, had never done anything wrong, and yet he recognized that need to step into the waters and to be baptized by John in the Jordan River. John, of course, knowing who Jesus was, he was like, no, 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 I, I shouldn't, you should be baptizing me. And Jesus was like, no, I need to take this step. I, I, I need to, if I'm asking my followers to do this, I'm doing this as well. And so he stepped down into the waters of baptism and he was baptized by John. And I think it's amazing And if we're followers of Jesus, then we should be willing to follow in the same footprints of Jesus. But if that wasn't enough, then there was the early church. And the early church had this pattern. And and we could read through the book of Acts. I won't take the time to read every instance, but let me just give you a couple. You can write these down, or if you have the notepad, we have notes in the back if you didn't get some. But in Acts chapter 9 and verse 18, um, we find that there was a a group of people Jesus uh, had met who later became the apostle Paul on the road to Damascus. And Paul himself, when, after he accepted Jesus as his savior and recognized him, he was baptized. In Acts chapter 10 and verse 47, Cornelius and those who were with him were commanded uh, to be baptized. They were the first non-Jewish believers to become baptized. In Acts chapter 16, Lydia and her household believed and they were baptized. In verses 16 through 34, there was the Philippian jailer, Paul and Silas, they were in prison and they began to sing and worship God and a great earthquake shook the place, the chains fell off and the jailer was about to kill himself. They said, no, no, no. And, and they ended up going to the jailer's house and him and his whole household got saved and then they were baptized. And one of the most exciting things, I think, in Acts chapter 19, this answers so many questions, I think, for people. In Acts chapter 19 and verse 3, John had, I'm sorry, Paul had gone to the city of Ephesus, found some disciples there, about a dozen disciples, and as he was talking to them, he said, he said, what baptism, this is verse three, what baptism did you, actually, he said, have you received the Holy Ghost? They said, no, we didn't even know there was a Holy Ghost. And so then he asked this question, what baptism did you experience? And they replied, the baptism of John. Now, John's name was what? John the, wouldn't you think that if you were going to be baptized by somebody, there could be nobody better to be baptized by than John the, because that was his job. He was, his job was, I'm John the baptizer. I'm John the dunker. I'm John the, the guy that, the, the. if I was baptized by John the Baptist, I think that's pretty cool. I mean, I'd be like, man, I went right to the top. I went right to the source. I, I, I got baptized by John. Paul says this, said the baptism of John. And Paul said, John's baptism called for repentance from sin. 
But John himself told people to believe in the one who would come later, meaning Jesus. Verse 5, as soon as they heard this, they were baptized in the name of Jesus. So this answers a couple of questions because this is one that, that I think comes from tradition, but people will ask this question. I've been baptized before. Should I be baptized again? We have an instance in the Bible where people who were baptized before were baptized a second time. They had been baptized once, but they recognized that followership of Jesus asked them to take another step. And so they were baptized a second time. The pattern that we see throughout the New Testament is, is simply this. They heard about Jesus, they believed in Jesus, and then they were baptized. It was a decision for them to take those steps of followership and be baptized by someone Wherever it was, they were baptized. There's story after story after story that after followership of Christ, they became, they became baptized. Believing, I believe that believing precedes dunking. Believing precedes baptism every single time. I believe that. But here's, I think, one of the most important things, and this is really what is exciting to me because God doesn't do things randomly. God doesn't do things to fill up a book. He doesn't tell us to do things to make our life more difficult. There's always a purpose and there's always a reason. Listen to what Paul wrote to the church at Rome. In, in Romans chapter 6, he said, Have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death? Baptism pictures something. It is a, a revelation of a spiritual truth. It is something that happened deep on the inside of us. It says that we were joined with him in his death, for we died and we were buried with Christ by baptism, one of the most important truths that you can understand from the New Testament is that in the eyes of God, in the eyes of justice, in the sort of the legal eyes of what God saw through the redemptive work of Jesus on the cross, when Jesus was crucified, the Apostle Paul said this in another place, I have been crucified with Christ. It was a recognition that I died with Christ. And when something dies, what do we do with it? We bury it. And that's what Paul was saying. You died with Christ, but there's a burial. You were buried with him. You followed him. You identified in the death and in the burial of Christ. He goes on and he said, and just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the father, now we also may live new lives. That's the new birth. It, it doesn't, it, this again is a picture of what has already happened in your spirit. When you made Jesus the Lord of your life, old things passed away and all things became brand new and, and God did something creative on the inside in your spirit. The sin nature, that thing is gone, still have the flesh to contend with, but now there's a new life on the inside of you. And that's the picture that we were were raised from death into a brand new life. Verse five, since we have been united with him in his death, we will also be raised to life as he was. We know that our own sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. That's what this is a picture of. It's the power of the cross. It is the power of what Jesus did for us. So baptism is, is both a personal declaration of faith in Christ. It is a recognition of something that has happened on the inside of you. But it is also to be a public declaration of faith in Christ. You know, we have the tradition here, heads bowed, eyes closed, nobody looking around. Uh, you know, raise your hand if you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life. That's awesome. That's wonderful. We believe in that. But baptism was the point of of 
decision. I'll say it that way. It was the point of momentum. It was the point that people came out from the crowd. It came, they stepped off of the shore, uh, off of the, the riverbank, and they stepped into the water and identified themselves as a follower of Christ. And so, Pastor John, Michelle, would you guys come this morning? We have, I don't know, do we have 15 around that? that are being baptized this morning. We also have an open baptism. Yeah, amen. Give them a big hand today. <laughs> or wait, were you clapping because you thought I was done with the message? <laughs> uh, we have 15 people that will be baptized today, but we also have an open baptism service. If you're here uh, at the end, if you're here and you want to be baptized, we will baptize you. And... Uh, and it would be our pleasure to do that. We have extra towels and all kinds of different things. So uh, who's doing what here? Pastor John? First up today, we have McCoy Curry. Yeah, just locked down. And the water's warm, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Caleb, Jess, you guys want to come on up here and kind of be a part of this, make sure we do it right? Y'all want to come up here, you can, I guess, but no. <laughs> I think it's special for parents to be involved and be a part of this. Go ahead and have a seat right there. You've made Jesus the Lord of your life? Yes. Is there anything you would like to say this morning? No. No? Okay. <laughs> All right, good. Well, then it's my pleasure to baptize you this morning in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Great job. Woo. Praise the Lord. Next up, Mazelin Curry. Come on up. I like it when families get baptized. I think that's just a cool thing. Need a hand down in there? Nope, okay. I warned you. And I also like it when they have a hard time seeing over the edge. I think that's pretty fun, too. <laughs> You've made Jesus the Lord of your life? Yes. Is there anything you want to say today? Nope. Nope. All right. Well, that is my pleasure to baptize you this morning in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Woo. Praise God. <laughs> that's awesome. That is awesome. Man, in a few years, you're going to be watching Joyce down it happens fast. Joyce, you need to hand down or you good? All right. Well, Joyce, you've made Jesus the Lord of your life? Yes. Something you would like to say today? Yeah. Um, I try to be led by the Spirit of God, and I have been baptized. I was about 25 years, years ago and as a baby, but I really felt I was supposed to do this. Um, there were some habits and thinking patterns that were starting to creep back in, and they just need to be buried and gone. Amen. Amen. That's right. You're freed from sin. You're freed from the past. Amen. So my pleasure this morning to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Next, we have Michelle braun Hirong. I forgot to tell you guys that the water is warm. 
Michelle, whoa. <laughs> you've made Jesus the Lord of your life? Yes. Anything you would like to share with us this morning? Um, yeah, I, I was baptized as an infant, um, confirmed as a teenager, and uh, want to continue my life for Christ um, through water baptism. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you. Well, it's my pleasure this morning to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. If anybody else wants to be baptized, you can just, just join, right, get right behind Garrett there. And... Next, we have Isaiah Leggett. Woo! <laughs> Isaiah brought his cheering section with him this morning. You look almost like you blushed. <laughs> You've made Jesus the Lord of your life? Yes. Anything you want to say today? No, thank you. No, thank you. All right. They thought that was funny. <laughs> well, it's my pleasure to baptize you this morning in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Praise God. That's fun. That's cool right there. Next, we have Brenda Miley. Oh. <laughs> well, Brenda, you've made Jesus the Lord of your life? Yes, I have. And anything you want to say today? What brings you here? I just want to thank him for everything and the faith and the strength he has given me. Amen. 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 I believe that there's going to be a multiplied effect because of this obedience. So it's my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Praise God. Next up, we have Angie Paulson. You want to come up closer? Angie? <laughs> Angie, you've made Jesus the Lord of your life? Yes, I have. And uh, anything you want to say today? I have been given so many moments of grace and just blessings that I probably don't deserve. Um, and I just am making sure that I get to go to heaven with the rest of my family and live the best life that I can. So. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Well, that's exactly what Jesus has come to do. He said that when you know these things, you know that you have eternal life. And you're a new creation in Christ. And this is a symbolic form of what has happened already in your spirit. And so it's my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank Praise you, God. Next is her son, Emmett Paulson. You want to get up here? You want to come on up here? No? You good? You come on up if you want. Get up here and get involved. This is Emmett. Here comes Dad. All right. He's going to make sure we do it right. <laughs> Emmett, have you made Jesus the Lord of your life? Yes. Anything you want to say today? No. No. I didn't think so, but I thought I'd ask. Well, it's my privilege to baptize you this morning in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Praise the Lord. Next, we have Travis Rutzelainen. What was that name? I almost had it, Travis. Rutzelainen. I got the practice of a Watch your step there. I've said 
We've never lost anybody. Don't be the first one, okay? <laughs> All right, Travis. Who's this? Nah, this oh, man, Seth, why'd you do that? <laughs> this is my other brother. He actually got baptized here a couple years ago. Ah, um, I, I've hurt a lot of people in my life, and it states in Proverbs 16.3 that, why'd you do that? <laughs> now, you're the first person that's ever cried here. Yeah, so. And it, and it states in Proverbs 16:3 that your plans shall succeed if you just follow the Lord. And I want to be able to bless many, many lives in my future than rather hurt them. And I, and I want to be forgiven. Amen. And you are. You are. Yes. Yes, you are. Praise God. Amen. The old is gone and the new is coming up out of this water. Leave the old junk here. Amen. So I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Next up, we have Jim Schmitz. All right. Hallelujah. <laughs> All right, Jim. So... Uh, you made Jesus the Lord of your life? Yes, I have. And uh, what brings you to this point of decision today? Well, a couple things. I guess I was baptized as a Catholic when I was a baby. Mm -hmm. And uh, since I was a baby, it wasn't my decision, and I, I don't remember it. So I guess the older I get, the more I realize how, I guess, less important it, it means. And uh, I guess why I'm here today is, or why I did it today is, I just, I live in an absolute chaotic world, <laughs> self-driven, because I just, I'm addicted to entrepreneurship, and I've gotten involved in so many businesses over the last eight years, and my life is just, I'm following my tail around in circles, and it's just, I get up in the morning, I'm working before I have my first coffee, I go to bed at one, two o'clock in the morning, and I'm working, and it's, it's my life, and it's taken over my life, and so I've become a lukewarm Christian, I think, because of that, because my priorities have um, I just don't take enough time to do what I need to do and, and make a difference. And, and COVID has really impacted those businesses, so it's just been a tough couple of years, and it's just time to put my life back into, Amen. into God's hands. So. Amen. Amen. Well, on your profession of faith this morning, Jim, it's my pleasure to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Next up, Paula Schmitz. Oops, sorry. Paula, you've made Jesus the Lord of your life? Yes. Anything you would like to share with the congregation today? Um, everything is just so uncertain right now in life and in the world, and the one thing I am certain about is following yeah. Christ, so I just... It's time to do it. Amen. Amen. I can't think of a better reason right there. It's my honor to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Oh. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And next up is Susan Schmitz.
Well, Susie, you've made Jesus the Lord of your life? Yes, I have. Anything you would like to share with? Well, like my brother said, we were baptized as a baby, but I don't remember any of that. So I'm here to publicly promise I always follow, love, and honor him. And like you said earlier, trusting him. Amen. It's huge. So. Amen. 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 Exactly. Well, Susie, it's my honor to baptize you this morning in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. Anyone else that wants to be baptized Next. this morning? Man, Melissa, you Pharaoh? Lisa? Melissa? Melissa. Oh, okay. You want to have a seat? You've made Jesus the Lord of your life? Yep. Anything you want to say today? No? You're just ready, huh? All right. Well, it's my honor to baptize you. Go ahead and plug your... Yep, there you go. And there we go. I baptize you this morning in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And Garrett Vieira. Maybe. I don't know. Anyone else? Anyone else? Yeah. There. One person there that's like, gee, you almost pulled me right. <laughs> exactly. I thought I was going to get baptized there for a second. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Amen. Garrett, you've made Jesus the Lord of your life. I have. And anything this morning you'd like to say? Uh, yes. John 3.30 says uh, Jesus has to become more and more, and I must become less and less. And uh, in that same spirit, I'd like to dedicate myself to, the, to Jesus and, and confess him as my Savior. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Well, Garrett, on your profession of faith this morning... I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> well, we do have a little water left if anybody wants to be baptized this morning. Praise the Lord. Anyone else? Anyone else? We'll do this in about, I don't know, six more months, I guess, something like that. Well, let's give all of these folks one more great big hand. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. What? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Wait a second. Get that man a medium shirt. <laughs> Get him a Stearns County medium. <laughs> this is Toby. Uh -huh. Who's running sound? No. <laughs> Get that wallet. Make sure he's got his wallet out there. Uh, well, Toby, you've made Jesus the Lord of your life. I have. And uh, anything you want to say? Uh, well, you know, I've been thinking about this for a little while, and just for so something that's been holding me back. And honestly, I think it was actually the, the graphic, the artwork. That, <laughs> <laughs> no, oh. but, but, I did, but I didn't, you know, I, I looked at it and said, that, you know, it says, I have decided. But I've actually put, I was actually putting the emphasis on I have decided. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So. Amen. You. you scoot up just a little bit. There we go. And Toby, it's an honor to baptize you this morning in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Next up, we have Kyle. Kyle? Kyle, what's your last name? Crookton. There you go. Kyle what? Crookton. Crookton. All right. 
Let me just, sir, scooch up just a little bit. Well, Kyle, what in the world are you doing in here? This wasn't planned. So. <laughs> I figured that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm no. sharp that way. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm happy to be here. So, um, Have you made Jesus the Lord of your life? Yes, sir. So what, what, what's going on? Just ready? Or? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, uh, good. Praise God. Well, go ahead and plug your nose. All right. Grab your wrist. The other hand. Perfect. And I baptize you this morning in the name of the Father, Hallelujah. Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah! I feel like we have a competition going on. Who can get the biggest splash here? Next we have, is it Caitlin? Kirkton. Caitlin? It is warm, yes. It is warm. Well, Caitlin, I'll ask you the same thing. So what brings you to this point this morning? Um, like you said, it wasn't really planned for us to do this, but we just decided to do this together. Um, just want to change in our lives and Amen. keep leading for the better. So. Well, Jesus is that change. And it's a step-by-step process. It takes time. It takes consistency. It takes some discipline as well. And there's a whole bunch of people right around you this morning that love you and want the best for you, along with a heavenly father that sent his son to die for you. So, man, you got, you got it made. All right? So this morning, you've made Jesus the Lord of your life? Yes. And I, this morning, I baptize you. Go ahead and plug your notes and grab your wrist. Perfect. I baptize you this morning in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, well, see, I thought there'd be 20. We're at 18. There's probably two more somewhere that are going to be like, dang, I knew I should have done it. Pastor John, you've been baptized? About three times. Yeah. And it stuck the last time. <laughs> It stuck the last time, amen. All right, well, praise the Lord. Let's give all these people a big hand, and let's thank God. Woo! Amen. I want to just very quickly, um, before you go, uh, just share very quickly a kind of a quick five stones update. Uh, for those of you that might be new among us, there's really two reasons for doing this. One is just to let you know kind of where we're at, what we're doing, but also some of you uh, either have begun attending uh, since February 6th. On February 6th, I wish I could go into a lot more detail just about what I was feeling on that day versus the two years before that, but as you know, COVID shut everything down, and it was very difficult to do a lot of things other than just sort of day by day. And... Um, on February 6th, I laid out five, what I called five stones. That's what, how many David picked up before he killed Goliath. It only took him one, but he picked up five stones. And I, I, I'm calling it five stones for the season of ministry that we are in. And so uh, I would encourage you to go back to February 6th. You can go to greatjoy.org or you can go to YouTube. A lot of places that you can go to, or three places you can go to get uh, all of our services really, but I would love to have you go back and just to listen to that. We laid out some vision. It says in the book of Habakkuk, uh, Habakkuk chapter two and verse two, the Lord said to me, write my answer on a billboard. Well, we don't have a billboard, but we do have a banner. But he said, write my, write my answer on a, on a billboard, large and clear so that anyone can read it at a glance and rush to tell the others. And so we laid out five stones of ministry. Number one is that our desire is to bless every home. We are a family church teaching people to reach their world. We wanna teach you 
to reach your world. And one of the things that we did uh, just a, a few weeks ago in, in reaching our world and being a blessing, uh, our Make a Difference team went to Terebinth Refuge and a big food drive. You gave well over 300 pounds of food that was delivered and uh, uh, just a great blessing. And, and we have an outreach that goes to the Benton County Sheriff's. Uh, we bring treats and snacks and different things to, uh, uh, to them as well through your generosity. Uh, we want to expand our digital outreach. And this has been a labor of love for over 20 years. In 1998, we started out in the, wild, the World Wide Web, and uh, we believe, I believe that it is a, a, a tool for us to be able to not just reach people, but also to keep people connected. Every Sunday, we have, uh, uh, you know, over 100 people that are, that are between 50 and 150 people that are watching online. We have a very dedicated team of people that are serving that, that uh, in fact, Angie, and, and uh, Angie was, is, is one of our uh, volunteers who helps to be a host online. You can watch on YouTube. Uh, we have church online and, and then uh, through Facebook. And uh, it's a great ministry. It's a great tool for us to be able to do those things. But uh, in order to do that, there's constantly improvements in technology. And I don't know how many different times we've had wire runs in the other building that was our original building and then through this building. And so we've just recently finished a, a fiber optic install. We are bringing fiber to the building. It's going to greatly enhance our uh, ability to upload our upload speeds and things. And, and so your generosity has been able to help us to do that. Uh, I think that eventually that becomes a person that leads that entire thing. And, and uh, there's just a lot of things that will happen. In regards to the digital outreach, I think it's just so important. Uh, this third one, mentorship, we call it the second mile. And this is primarily for people uh, that are in that 16 to early 20 age group. Uh, there is a, we, the church, the capital C church, is, is really in a bad situation. There are mo currently more pastors and church leaders that are retiring than there are young people to come in and fill that gap. Um, and so my heart is, has been for a long time, we have a lot of kids coming through our children's ministry that do ministry team. In a couple of weeks, you're going to see a tremendous, tremendous outreach um, uh, with our children's ministry. They're, they're, we've got a team of kids that are going to Wisconsin, I'm sorry, to uh, Appleton, Minnesota, Western Minnesota. Uh, they're going to be doing a revival down in Iowa. Pastor Steph's done a great job. Uh, Pastor Tim kind of laid the foundation, and he and Teresa took kids all over the country, actually into Canada and uh, other places as well. Uh, and so uh, we are looking for kids wanting to identify kids. They've gone the first mile and hoping to encourage them in two areas. One is kids area, kids ministry, and the other one is in the arts. And Pastor Josh, when he gets back, uh, uh, we'll be getting some things moving there. That's a much diff more difficult thing. But, um, but that mentorship, and, and you're going to hear more about it in the next couple of weeks, but we've got five interns, uh, kids that are, that are going to be helping over the summer uh, uh, with, with children's ministry and just learning some things as, as well. And then, uh, uh, and oh, I, I put the fundraiser back up there. I want to encourage you uh, tomorrow, if you would, uh, go to Cane's, get some chicken and remind them that, that you're here uh, because of Joy Christian Center. Uh, raise a million dollars. Um, I need to look at my numbers and I don't know if I even wrote it down now that I think about it. Um, we... Uh, we need to eliminate debt, and we want to make some capital improvements around here. Uh, when we began this uh, in February, we, were, we had about $750,000 left to pay off on this building, this construction, and uh, I really want that done. We, we, 
it's a game changer. I know that it's not fun to pay for things. Uh, it's more fun to, to build things. It's more fun to get new things. Uh, but this will be a game changer for us as a congregation. And um, what we asked people to do was to adopt uh, a square foot, $25 a square foot, and um, just pay it off that way, 47,000 square feet in the entire uh, campus that we have here. Uh, we had a, a total of pledged and given, pledged and given of, of a little over $200,000, 207000 thousand um, dollars. We have reduced our debt. This is exciting. Get ready to thank Jesus. We've reduced our debt from $745,000 on February 6th to $606,000 um, just in the, in the last couple of months. So we paid off whatever that is. Do that quick math, $130,000, $140,000. So praise God. Um, and so uh, we've, we've adopted about 8,200 square feet. And we know this, the last one, increase emphasis in prayer. We know that nothing happens without prayer. There's an old time, Pastor Tim, I don't know if you remember who that was, but I was thinking, I can't remember who it was, but he said, it seems that God can do nothing unless God's people ask him to. And, uh, and so we're asking God to help us to, to be a blessing in every home. We want to expand our, our outreach uh, digitally through, through every avenue that we can. And, and we're doing our best to build ministry into the life of our kids. And this is a bridge for them. Maybe they want to pursue full-time ministry. Maybe they don't. Uh, but, I, but this is at least an opportunity for them to do that. Because every church I know needs solid children's ministry, great youth ministry, and they need people in the arts. Those are three things that, that churches are sorely lacking in. And we can help make a difference in those areas, but it's going to happen through prayer. So again, thank you, Joy Christian Center. Uh, I want to read verse three uh, of, of Habakkuk because this is the running part. These things that I planned, they're not going to happen right away. So I call it a season of ministry. Slowly, steadily, surely, the time approaches when the vision will be fulfilled. If it seems slow, do not despair, for these things will surely come to pass. Just be patient. They will not be overdue a single day. And so on February 6th, I strapped on some converts. Shelly did as well. And it reminds me every time I put them on, we're on a mission. We're on a mission. We're going to run and not be weary. We're going to walk and we're not going to faint. We're going to reach central Minnesota for Christ. And we're going to make a difference in the lives of people. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. So would you stand and we're going to pray and then you can be dismissed. Heavenly Father, thank you for this great day. Thank you for your goodness and your love to us. Thank you for all the things that you've done. And Lord, again, we state our faith. We state what we believe. And we believe, Father, that we are a family church. And we will teach people to reach their world. And we believe that this congregation will be a blessing wherever they go the blessing to their families, a blessing to their schools, a blessing to their businesses, a blessing to this community, and a blessing to the world. And we thank you for that in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. amen.